Before I took up my current line of work, I got to know a thing or two about negotiating when I represented the Screen Actors Guild in contract talk with the studios. After the studios, Gorbachev was a snap. <laughs> that was Ronald Reagan speaking to the Chamber of Commerce, November 17, 1988, one of his final speeches as president. The topic of the speech, world trade and world economics. But that's not the topic of this podcast. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, as the actors and writers' strikes continue to shut down Hollywood, we remember Ronald Reagan, but not as President of the United States of America. Instead, as President of the Screen Actors Guild and his leadership during the 1960 actors' strike. Let's start in 1966, Election Eve. Here's how a candidate for California governor is introduced at a November 3, 1966 forum in San Francisco. After he became engaged in the movie career for which we all know him so well, he served for 14 years as president of the Screen Actors Guild. He also served as a member of the board of directors of that organization for the same period. He served two terms as president of the Motion Picture Council and 10 years as a member of the council's board. Although he has not run for public office before, he has been no stranger to the world of politics and the issues of the political scene. Who was the candidate who once headed a labor union, the Screen Actors Guild? A Republican, Ronald Reagan. He won, and on January 2, 1967, Ronald Reagan was sworn in as California governor. Almost immediately, Reagan boosters wanted him to run for even higher office, the presidency. The Citizens for Reagan Committee produced a film promoting him to run for the 1968 Republican presidential nomination. The 30-minute film included Reagan's post-war activities as a labor leader. In 1945, Ronald Reagan shed his Army officer's uniform and returned to Hollywood. He became extremely active in labor union affairs. Ronald Reagan was elected six times to be president of the Screen Actors Guild, the AFL-CIO union of some 15,000 actors and actresses who work in motion pictures. He led his union in contract negotiations, in strikes against the Hollywood studios. Ronald Reagan is the only labor union president ever to be elected governor of any state in the country. In fact, the last time actors and writers both went on strike, the double strike in 1960, Ronald Reagan was president of the Screen Actors Guild. As Hollywood Reporter recently put it, like 2023, a key issue for both the Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild then was residuals. Artists wanted a bigger cut of the feature films that had been sold to TV along with health benefits and better working conditions. Hollywood Reporter also noted about the 1960 strike, both sides had incentives to make a deal that shared the wealth and kept the shop floor running. In the end, and this might be the sad difference between 1960 and 2023, they saw each other as collaborators rather than mortal enemies. Which returns this podcast back to Ronald Reagan. When the Screen Actors Guild went on strike in 1960, Ronald Reagan discussed his leadership of the Screen Actors Guild during a June 1985 Oval Office interview with Reader's Digest. Well, I was very proud of the Screen Actors Guild at that time. Uh, when I went into the job, I found that it had it existed on some very firm principles. For one thing, the Screen Actors Guild uh, said there, the Guild will not be engaged in politics, nor will there be politics in the Guild. We believe that our members uh, 
were of every kind of philosophy, and therefore there was no way that by even a majority vote we had a right to take a position politically that might be counter to the views of, of our members. We also, uh, and for two decades, I was in charge most of the time of our negotiations of the uh, reinstitution of the basic contract with the producers. Another interview in the White House a week before he left office in 1989, and more recollections of his union days. Here's President Reagan with wire service reporters. Does it bother you, sir, as a former head of the Screen Actors Guild, that there's a perception, at least within major elements of organized labor, of the leadership of the union movement, that, this, that your administration was somehow hostile to workers who are members of unions or to the legitimacy of the union movement in this country? There's nothing, there's no way that I am opposed to the legitimacy of the union movement. Um, and, and certainly I'm supportive. First of all, I'm a lifetime member of an AFL-CIO union. Was given a lifetime membership card when I left the Screen Actors Guild to, uh, to come here. I do feel this. I have been critical many times at authorities or authorities seized at the federation level without taking into consideration the interests of each individual union or for that matter union member. Uh, for example, when I came here as the head of a union uh, to appear before a congressional committee on a tax matter and I was representing 36 unions of the motion picture industry, not just our own, they had authorized me to represent them. And I was accosted in the Capitol corridors by two representatives of the AFL-CIO. And uh, they were showing me that the position was counter on this tax matter than the one that I was going to uh, defend and put before the, the Congress. And I said to them, I said, I'm the president of an AFL-CIO union. On December 1st, 1985, Hollywood threw a party. The all-star party for Ronald Dutch Reagan. Frank Sinatra hosted. Dean Martin, Burt Reynolds, Ben Vereen, Emmanuel Lewis, Steve Lawrence, and Edie Gourmet made remarks. So too did legendary baseball radio announcer Vince Scully. I cannot tell you the feeling that comes over me standing right here as I am, face to face, with one of those chosen few men in history who know from personal experience the glory, the frustrations, and yes, the, the sometimes agony that all too often go along as the price of the high office that you sought and to which you were duly elected and re-elected, the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Charlton Heston also spoke. He was introduced by Frank Sinatra. Every hour of life has its own moment of truth. And who better to call it to our attention than the man who parted the Red Sea? <laughs> Chuck Heston. You know, when I uh, got here tonight, I wasn't certain what to expect, except a, a great party, variety clubs, and uh, Francis Albert kind of guarantee that party for the president and the first lady on a first name basis that's it's a great idea just like the old days actually 
Back at the Screen Actors Guild, it, uh, it wasn't Dutch, it was Ron or Ronnie to the old hands. I, I was new on the board then. We were in the middle of a tough strike and he had appointed me to the negotiating team. I remember coming home very late one night after a long session, 4 a.m. Lydia woke up. Honey, I said, we've got a leader. Yeah, you could say that. Here's Charlton Heston again, the next year, introducing President Reagan on November 18, 1986, at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. I, my immediate responsibility and my honor is one that is strictly limited by protocol. I will exceed that protocol only by one sentence. As a member of the Screen Actors Guild, he was my president before he was ours. During a September 29, 1995 appearance at the Richard Nixon Library, Charlton Heston again discussed Ronald Reagan's role in the Screen Actors Guild strike. I knew President Reagan before he was governor. I was fond of saying when he was president of the Screen Actors Guild, he was my president before he was yours. Uh, I came to know him quite well, fairly well. During that time, he appointed me to the board of the Screen Actors Guild. And we had the, only, the first strike in our history during his, what was to be his last few months in office. He didn't serve out his last term. He was moving on, obviously, to Sacramento. But we had a very difficult and contentious strike. And I was uh, on the committee. And it's very, I don't know how many of you have ever gone through a strike. It's, it's tough, especially if you're trying to negotiate it. And it involves meetings late at night with the other side going on till two, three in the morning and drinking cold coffee out of paper cups and sitting in an office with your shoes off and your feet up trying to get a 10 minutes of sleep while the other side is out in caucus. And I was struck with his ability to negotiate, to remain good humored, to persuade, persuade, and I remember coming home, oh, four o'clock in the morning, and Lydia woke, she said, how did it go, Charlie? Uh, by the way, nobody else is allowed to call me Charlie. <laughs> it sounds different when she says it. I hate the nickname Charlie. And she said, how did it go, Charlie? And I said, not bad. I said, awful tough, but I tell you one thing, we've got a leader, and we had a leader. By the way, during an April 13, 1992 White House event announcing an executive order on union dues, the next president of the U.S., George H.W. Bush, mentioned Charlton Heston, Ronald Reagan, and the Screen Actors Guild. Now, one of, uh, one of America's most intrepid fighters for individual rights is uh, Charlton Heston. He's been a member of four different labor organizations, and like uh, my predecessor, President Reagan, uh, a president of the Screen Actors Guild. He's given much of himself to put collective bargaining rights into practice. And he's been equally committed to seeing that no company or organization may infringe a worker's individual freedom of conscience. 
And we are very honored, sir, that you came here today, traveled all across the country. Late in his second term, in April 1988, President Reagan sat down for an interview with Godfrey Hodgson of the BBC. President Reagan mentioned that when he was head of the Screen Actors Guild, he was an FBI informant. Before that, when you were with the Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood, you encountered the evidence of just how strong left-wing influence was there. How important was that to changing your political ideas? Well, I don't know that it changed my political ideas so much as it did give me a real understanding of the communist menace. I had been on the board of directors of the Screen Actors Guild, and I came back from the service after four years in World War II, and back to the board, and discovered that something was going on in Hollywood. And uh, there are some 43 unions in the motion picture business. And some of them had, were way off on a tangent, and they called a jurisdictional strike. Now this was not a fight with management. This was a fight that they believed that another union was doing the work that they should be doing. And it threatened to close down the motion picture industry. Well, the responsibility hit the Screen Actors Guild. If we aligned ourselves in that strike with the other side, the picture business would close. You can't have a picture business if you haven't got anyone in front of the camera. And I made a motion in the board that we inject ourselves into this fight by inviting both sides and management to sit down at a table with us as the third party, the neutral party, to see if we couldn't find a peaceful solution. And it was out of this meeting every day for months that I learned what was going on and I was helped along when pretty soon some of the people from our own FBI made contact uh, because of what they saw I was doing. Then I'd become president of the Screen Actors Guild. And uh, they, they came wanting some advice, some findings from me on people that I had dealt with and so forth. And I, I got an insight into what was happening to the motion picture business. And I set out to do everything I could to stop that kind of takeover of, uh, of organizations like that. And we won. And now, a bonus clip. We return to President Ronald Reagan's 1985 Oval Office interview with Reader's Digest and his memories of leading the Screen Actors Guild. And I had the pleasure, after some of those years of negotiating, to have the head of one of the studios, who was always very prominent in their negotiating committee, tell me one day that when the Guild was first proposed, the idea of an Actors Guild, he was one who fought the hardest against it. But he said, I've come to believe that the Screen Actors Guild is the most constructive force for good in the motion picture industry. To this day, Ronald Reagan is the only union leader ever to become president of the United States. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. Want more Ronald Reagan? There's lots more Reagan biography you can discover on your own and many more memories from his Hollywood days. Thanks for listening and happy searching. Happy searching.